Wink Tip. Good afternoon. It is June 8th, 2021. You're listening to A Little Call A, A Little Call B, hosted by Will Limnos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What's going on, Will? Thank God in the past week, another one of our coaches hasn't made a major move. Our teams have stayed relatively stable. Uh, today just wasn't constant shocking news, so I'm <laughs> able to open with this smaller news. A Hong Kong parking space sold for $1.3 million, which sets a new world record. We've kind of gone away from the world records, but was interested on what would be the most you would pay for a parking spot? <laughs> um, whatever the college parking spot was, and it wasn't even a good parking spot. It was like, hey, if you want to have a car, that's cool, but you got to pay for parking, and this is the lot you have to park in. It's not convenient in any way, but it was nice to have a car on campus. I think that was, at the time, I want to say 50 bucks a semester, so definitely a little out of my budget. I just, just a tag. Is your issue with college parking? Is it more that, that you said, it's like if you want to have a car, you you have to buy this this pass. Is it more the cost of it, or more just the convenience, uh, or I'm gonna call it lack of convenience? Where a lot of times you go to go to campus and there's not even parking spots available, so you've doubled up. I've paid for this service that I can't even use. Well, you got to factor this this in that. But majority of the semester is going to be cold. Snow and all of that is a real issue if you're going to be, you know, if it's not just two blocks away, that's, you know, that's getting a little bit, that's getting a little bit farther for me right now. That, that, I think that was more of the issue. Now, I did go through with it, but these were, these were motivating factors when you had a good parking spot. It was like, all right, is it worth leaving? Because it's, there is a college campus. This, this spot is not going to be here when you come back. There's enough traffic in and out that this is, this is just not going to be there. Is there was there ever a time you you had a parking spot that you were not willing to give up and that you just audibled off of using your your vehicle that day? I, I don't I don't think so. I didn't have a have a car at school, so that wasn't a that wasn't an issue. And go going to the city once in a while. I'm kind of thinking of different different sporting events, and when you get roped into having to pay almost as much as you've paid for a ticket to just just to be able to park like, it, it, there's nothing fancy about it I, I feel like there's more stories of getting hustled or feeling uh feeling upset more than oh no this this is worth it and I'm, I'm glad i paid it foxborough was always the one that got me it was like wait how much is parking and then you when you would go to the games or the game would maybe even start if you're going in late you're like why are there so many people just tailgating out here it's like no they paid the 50 bucks this is this is it this is their this was their ticket here this this is what they're doing <laughs> it's like, well, I, I'm not doing this. I feel like I'm paying on this and I'm missing out on this and I'm overpaying to go in there for what I came here for. Parking's frustrating. That parking's far away, too. The the Foxborough parking. It, it's wild, and I'm sure that other stadiums and other events have to have something something similar, but I know a specific Foxborough where you have stadium parking, if you want to go farther away, and as you go, the prices get cheaper and cheaper, but it's a longer walk. But how on, on a Sunday, the, it it's shopping plazas. It's businesses that are pretty much just shut down, knowing they're going to make more money off of their physical parking surface than anything <laughs> they're going to be having in their store. It just seems, seems real unique. 
Yeah, should we just go into the other record you got on here too? Your your specific uh, fishing request. I don't think this one's a record, but we can go into it. There is a boat dealer in Tennessee that's offering a hundred grand reward for catching a specific fish. They are going to release a smallmouth bass fitted with a tag, and they're gonna let it go on the on the twelfth. And then all day the thirteenth, fishermen, will anglers, what have you, will have a chance to try to catch it. Would you Would you be interested in something like this? Maybe this just sounds like Jaws, but without the life threatening part of it. I mean, I, I suppose there's some factor of, of risk in this. But I, I really like Jaws. I like the movie Jaws, so I I, I like this Why idea. It, how does this have to do with Jaws? I don't know. I feel like everyone's hunting something. And everybody's okay. after it. I think that was, was that not what Jaws originally was? We're trying to get something accomplished here. Some people were braver okay. than others. A little bit more motivation for this. I'm just imagining the guy in the corner, like in Jaws, where he's like, I'll catch the shark for you. And he just gets, like, goes on this little long monologue of, of how intense and how, like, how much work it's required and how much money it's going to take from him. But he's like, I'll do it. And I'm just wondering if there's someone out there right now with that same attitude. You're like, oh, I'm going to catch this fish. No problem. That's I, I just like that there the dealership said there's no registration required. Uh any bait can can be used. The only thing is you have to catch it with a rod and reel, which just seems super basic of nothing's complicated here. Just go fish for it. And it seems to me to have the perfect amount of luck and skill. Because you could have the perfect bait, you could have great placement, and you could catch a whole bunch of fish, but you're not catching the one you really want to. And just it seems like a perfect gambling event, especially if you're a fisherman. If you go out, you're going to have a good time you know, with, with your buddies, crush, crush some beers, throw some lines out there, hoping you know, with, with a chance to get $100,000. That, that sounds like a fun day. I mean, bring the sunscreen. <laughs> I'm imagining the scenario where every fish we catch, we get really excited because you should. You anytime you catch a fish, that should be oh yeah enjoyed. That that's that's the whole point of the exciting part of that. But being disappointed that it's like oh no, it's not the right one, and just how many fish, even if you never even catch it, how many fish do you catch before it? <laughs> just be like just oh, every time, every time you get, every time you get a bite, and think about it. If you were to get a you know you get a nibble and you start to reel it up and then you lose it. You are just going to, for the rest of the day, the week, your life, are just going to think, that was the hundred grand one. Oh, for sure. For sure it was the hundred grand one. Yeah. I My my dad's real into fishing. I, I can't say. I'll, I'll go with him, but he's much more of a fanatic about it. I'm, I'm sure he could uh, give us some advice on uh, what, what would work most effectively. They have so much stuff now. I, I'm sure the technology of this is advanced. Far, far more than any knowledge I could provide the podcast here. I, but you know what's going to happen. It's not going to be the guy that has the most expensive boat and all of the fancy equipment. It's going to be like some guy with his with his son that has like a Marvel reel that's going to get it. it. Just the same way with, uh, you know, the office pools. It's never the person that actually knows about college basketball. Yeah, I, I actually speaking of bets, should we should we transition here into a bit of an update? Do we have do we have a backflipping podcast host yet? I think that I think uh, checked out the knee. Knee's good. I'm going back uh, to my regular regular workouts. So 
it's just a uh, a matter of for the slip and slide party, we're gonna need to get our hands on some some mattresses. So I'm just looking to have something a little bit softer than the ground. But I think the body's ready to to at least start some attempts and find out are we close to pulling this off? And we just gotta get the technique down, or can my body go upside down? But we're we're getting <laughs> close. We're getting real close. Oh man, I, I'm worried that there's gonna have to be a ruling on like, yeah, does that count? And be like, well, it's probably as close as he's gonna get. Should we count it? Yeah, who who is uh who's on this this committee that decides whether it is it, it counts or not? Uh, I think I I could I be any more of a fair podcast host here? I I mean, bias aside, <laughs> I I think you are the one that gets to make the decision. So if it, if you are the committee, I I think I have to agree to that, whether I like it or not. Do you have any suggestions for additional committee members? You made it sound like you got like a list here of. <laughs> recommended like you get a russian judge out there or something like <laughs> you get a ringer uh what is uh is, is simone biles is, is she is she available i think <laughs> i'd like to go straight straight to the top with someone that you know has some actual uh, authority here i'm not even sure she's old enough to attend the party i i don't <laughs> well i <laughs> have we discussed this enough that we do not want to be doing this at parties that was the whole point. I don't think that that that's not what I want to be doing. Yeah, I was shocked. I don't, you... I don't want. I don't want a crowd for this. Pretty, pretty much, the, the less people, the better. I, I like the video I sent you earlier that I saw on Facebook. It's I don't know if it's from a new music festival or if this is just an old video that has just resurfaced. But it's it, imagine having like a trampoline tarp, but without the trampoline hooks and the perimeter base of it. It's just the tarp taken out, and these. People just have this at a music festival. Everyone where there would be a ring is holding this tarp, and there's someone in the center, and they're just tossing him in the air. And I think this is how you do the backflip. I think we could accomplish this with a large amount of people at a party like this. This is peak Fourth of July goodness right now. What what badness could come from this? Everyone should go watch that video. I'm sure that's not the only one. And my favorite part is you just have a bunch of music no- <laughs> party goers that are just, uh, they're just looking for something to do. There is uh, some intense music, house type music playing, and they're all jazzed up. And one guy gets in the middle and there's one guy outside that is trying to explain to them. I think was trying to go with, okay, this is what we're going to do. It's like a one two three and on the first two we're not trying to send them real high we're just getting the rhythm and then on the third one we're really trying to toss them but of course you got all these guys that are just amped up ready to go and it's just half the guys are doing it correctly half the guys are just like i'm just trying to launch them right away and i i think that it was a poor decision by the guys in the middle i am the guy that likes to have uh, fun a little bit of a thrill seeker but that just seems like you were just trusting way too many strangers intoxicated strangers at that can you, you think you could be able to convince other people to help you? I think this is your only bet of getting this many people to help you make this man-made trampoline on the fly. See, you and others have seen like, you're trying to help me and saying like, oh, I think you should do it this way, but making it way more complicated or higher risk of injury. I, I think we just just we just go with the basics and then we from there we need to make adjustments make adjustments but we i have to at least get a baseline before we start going into all these crazy avenues that everybody everybody thinks they got good ideas for 
I, I'm just trying to lighten the load. You want to do this all entirely by yourself here. I, I'm trying to help you out. These are all assisted ideas. You're, you're introducing <laughs> more variables <laughs> that it seems seems not great. Well, I'm I'm hoping that we have success soon. I, I think there's an actual possibility you may pull this off, and I wish we had a poll on just what the listeners thought the chances of you doing this were. Like, do people doubt you right now, or are they just counting it down until, yeah, he gets it done? Yeah, what what are people rooting for? Are they like hoping I'll get hurt and learn my lesson, or hoping that I will I will be victorious? <laughs> I what do you think of it? Have <laughs> started to I've started to look into next year or it, it's this year, but next college basketball season, Gonzaga and Duke play in Las Vegas at the beginning of the year. I'm thinking I might go not just because I would like to support coach K in his final season, but also so I can let Mark few and the rest of those guys know how upset I am and what they're making me do in person. Is that why fan, is that why people go to games? <laughs> I feel like everyone's finding new reasons to go to these sporting events that we haven't been allowed to go to. And, and they're, they're making silly decisions. That seems like another one of them. Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too far. I'm just going to tell them exactly what my beef is with them. Is that any real? Why did you guys play so soft against Baylor (laughs) and force me to have to hurt myself, but trying to do a backflip where I'm not equipped to do a backflip. What if it goes great? What if, what if you don't get hurt at all doing this and it just goes perfectly, you're still going to go over there and let them know. I, I, I am still upset. I had a perfect record, perfect streak going. I was undefeated, never lost. And they, they ruined it, and it's very personal. So are you guaranteeing victory next year, like I guaranteed victory this past year? No, that sounds like a bad idea. I'll double down. I'm, <laughs> You'll double down. I'll double down. I got nothing to lose. I already feel like this Coach K thing has put a curse on you. Like, this is this is the bad juju of, like, well, Zach never yeah, won I a bet again. Like you, I did not like you bringing that up when you came to visit this weekend about, about curses. Because <laughs> it seems like all of uh, all of my sports teams are, are it's it's not going well, and I, I just want to stay away from that word. Just I would like to dis I would like to officially distance myself at this time. You're you're a Yankee fan. You shouldn't even be worried about this at all. It's it's been over a decade since uh, we've uh, been to a World Series, so that is a really long drought for us. That's that's not a curse. The, you know the amount of sports franchises that if they heard you say that, <laughs> they would have no sympathy for you at all. If anything, oh, they I'm would, not looking for sympathy. If anything, they would throw water bottles at you like these animals at the games are doing. All right. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. Oh, don't blow it out of proportion. It was one guy. There's no multiple here. It does feel like there's more incidents happening. I don't think so. Are they just getting more attention then? I think it's just it's easier to, to 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 point it out right now because there is a focus on fans being there. But I, I think stuff like this was 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 always happening, and it, and it sh- it shouldn't happen. And that's easy to easy to. It's not like a real stance, a real bold stance to take. But I think that uh, it, it it's not nearly as bad as it's being uh, being laid out right now. Wow, you sound like the Patriots in their concern about our. I assume starting quarterback having a hand injury, but don't worry. It's, it's not a big deal. And 
it, he'll be ready for the season, but it won't be for like two months until he throws a football again. But don't worry. But don't worry. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, to pile on that, and I want to say it the same way you said uh, the, the news about Newton was Matt Jones, or after after Newton went out, uh, Mac Jones did not look good, but Jared Stidham looked okay. <laughs> so this is this is the situation we're in. This, I I don't even want to say the cursed word again. Is, is, is it? <laughs> are are we in the right to be concerned, or are we little, just still reeling from last season? And really, this is like not a big deal. Yep, he is hurt, but for him as a super veteran to not do OTAs and to not do mini camps, it's. It, he he wasn't going to do them anyway. Is what I would have been thinking. Is that is that that the case? Maybe that seems that seems somewhat accurate. But you know what? If this guy's always hurt, I don't know if we need to get him healthier or making him work super hard early in the season, or if we just need to stretch out this injury prone guy and just be like, all right, we just we walk on ice for the first couple months here, and then you know maybe we we get a little bit riskier with the play timing and the the practicing and all that a little later in the season. Do you know who practiced uh, today full speed and looked great? Fully participated? Is it Brian Hoyer? No, it's Tom Brady. Wow. Well, you know what? We can be as critical as we want about this team. Who was the other guy you wanted to go get? Who was else available for trade Tom assets? Tom Brady. All right, but that's that he I wasn't... told you. We should just we should just go get him and bring him back. He wasn't actually available. Everybody's available. You just got to figure it out. Well, we had a goal this year of getting a quarterback. We brought back Cam Newton, and we drafted one. If that doesn't work out... And we brought back Stidham. If that doesn't work out, guess what we do next year? We do the same thing over. I don't have a better idea of how you instantly replace this. Those guys don't just grow on trees. It was a blessing to have Tom Brady for as long as we did. It's you're so fortunate as a franchise. If you even have a quarterback, you feel comfortable throwing out there every week. It's such a luxury. And until we check that box, I'm worried that we're going to be overcritical of the moves we made in the offseason because we we didn't really capitalize on the quarterback position. And now we're going to be mad about like John U. Smith or whatever or Hunter Henry not having a good season when that's not going to have no relation until we check the quarterback box. Right. Like this. We, we shouldn't be worried about all that. It, it's just this is these are the moves we had to make. I don't know what other quarterback is out there. I don't know how we could trade for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how we can. Is he going to retire? He's he didn't show up to uh he didn't show up to the mini camp or the OTAs. He's really it really feels like he's going to do this standoff of this. I I don't think they're going to fire the GM. I I really don't think they're going to do that. So I think it's just a it's just a stare down at this point. I think he may have to sit out like a portion of the season, which is wild because eventually they'll give him up. I don't know if they're going to get more value or less value once you don't play him or once he just doesn't show up. Also, like defining a trade partner, the NFL trades are so weird and wacky and they don't, the transaction of them isn't like the NBA where you can kind of maneuver it and make sense of it. They never feel valuable. <laughs> they don't. There's that's not a war chest of picks coming over. They they feel like the Julio trade where it's like, all right, yeah, that's that's why nobody ever trades anything because they don't really ever get much back. 
I don't know. I don't see I don't see the perfect trade partner out there for for Aaron Rodgers as well as I don't see them firing the GM. It seems like a kind of a stance that they have to make it as an organization because even I'd right, say they do fire him. Say they, say they listen to this guy. They do everything he says. He comes back. The season's a mess, and he just wants out at the end of the season, anyways. We just fired the GM. For, like and yeah, like we don't. There's no guarantee. There isn't like a guarantee of like, all right, we do this guy. He'll never tell us what he wants again, and then we won't have to give in to that again. Like once you do this, there's no rebuilding this bridge or barrier again. Like this is just all right. He wants it this way. This is the way we do it. And there was probably a perfect way to handle that, and both sides have blown up this bridge of, of compromise. And I don't know where it goes from here. It's it's really weird. I don't know if there's ever been this quality of a quarterback in this much of a situation. Like, he may not play this year. Aaron Rodgers might not play football this year. Normally, I would say... Like right now, like man, we were really diving into football way early, uh, just because like, we're just starting the the second round of the of the, the NBA playoffs, and just kind of you know let let basketball finish finish first. That, that that's fine. But this year, with the the way the season started later, normally we'd be getting close to wrapping up the finals in 2019. So last time we had a a, a normal year, the finals. Uh, we're between May 30th and June 13th. And so we're the eighth. So you get, getting towards where it would be, be the end, but now we're just going into the second round. So it's still going to go a while longer, which I, I think I'm going to be a fan of because it means that the the gap between basketball ending and football starting is going to be shorter, but we're definitely going to have a little bit of overlap on these. Uh, football, uh, sort of sort of football adjacent story, like not games happening, but, Hey, where does Aaron Rodgers go? What's happening in training camps? Those sort of conversations. The Rodgers thing's weird because there's nobody knows anything. It's all speculation. It it's all it it feels like everything we know we know for a reason, and it's just an influence on one side or the other. It's it may not even be the truth. It may not be accurate. It just feels like they're they're in a bit of a war here. They're throwing back went back and forth a little bit, but. The the Julio news, I feel like this has been blown up as if this is the biggest trade of the last 20 years. Like, this is some franchise-shifting thing. And it's I, – I think we talked a couple weeks ago. It's it's not. I don't feel like the Titans are amazing. Like, how much better are they? They're better, but I'm not, like, jumping them. I'm not slotting them in for the Super Bowl. Are you? No. He's he's 32, so he's getting get get getting older. It, it doesn't for sure doesn't hurt, but I always try to pump the brakes with with football. Where with basketball, it's like you bring a guy in. I feel like I, I have a general feel how it's gonna work, but I definitely with football am not as plugged in and can get blinded by Julio Jones. Like it's just it's fantasy, and so you look at you look at their skill positions. It's like they got. Derrick Henry, they got Julio Jones, and they got uh, AJ Brown. It's like, man, that is a trio right there. But I just know with, with uh, I think there's a bigger difference with football between fantasy success and real world success, and the 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 gap is much closer in in basketball. I mean, would you bet on Julio being a Pro Bowler this year? I think he could make the Pro Bowl. Does AJ make it as well? Are they both in? 
I don't know. What's AJ doing with his knees this year? I don't know. He seems real excited to have Julio in. Apparently, he's willing to give up the number even. And uh, Julio denied it, <laughs> which is a whole situation on its own. Uh, yeah, it, I thought that was interesting. If anything, that's, that, that's like, all right, so normally you're so worried about meshing these egos, right? Big wide receiver egos. And this seems, if anything, the opposite. This is the least exciting news of this. Like if this Julio is, was uh was banged up last year, and it just as you get older, just as a little bit of a concern of, it, is it, is it over? Well, there's also this Ryan Tannehill factor that, sure you could trust him. Go ahead, trust him. I dare you. Go ahead, trust him. <laughs> until <laughs> until that it's for sure a thing. Go ahead. Yeah, trust him. That seems. It's what they have. It's it's not a bad quarterback, but I mean, you're telling me they wouldn't take other guys over him. There's, I'm not. It's probably not a long list, but it is a list. And so at the end of the day, you still have Ryan Tannehill. He's been pretty successful with the uh, with, with the Titans and Julio Jones. I got to imagine makes it makes it a little easier. Yeah, it's a weird weird move for Atlanta as well. I, I guess it's great for them to suddenly unload this, but you're never going to get the same value back. But maybe. Maybe this was the best thing for you. Of why do we need a veteran right now? Let's just move on. Uh, but speaking of Atlanta, that's about the only, I guess, exciting news of the NBA right now. You talked about the kind of the scheduling being a little off. It feels like round two hasn't even started. There, there hasn't been one good game. It feels like in a week right now of blowout after blowout and just stunning dominant performance after another. But Atlanta, game one, shocks Philly. I I definitely didn't didn't expect that to put up 42 points in the in the first quarter and then be leading uh leading 10 at the half. It's just like, "Oh. Oh, okay." There are some injury factors, but there was also some time played for for everybody involved. I, I don't know what we're going to anticipate out of Embiid going forward, but uh for for now Atlanta's up one nothing, which seems weird to say this is the only exciting news of the of the second round when the first round Obviously, game ones don't mean anything because I feel like all the teams that advanced lost game one. So, uh, but I don't know how much I want to talk about Atlanta and I don't know how much we could talk about blowouts, which is why I kind of opened up with all the other stuff. Atlanta seems sneaky. I think at the end of the last podcast, I tried to make a ballsy pick of picking Atlanta and you were like, why is that a ballsy pick? If Embiid's hurt, this team is not the same. Mm Mm-hmm. Is, but Embiid, Embiid was back 39 points, so. So I get credit for the Atlanta pick now, or, or are you still not going to be as shocked by it? Because I don't see Embiid. Oh, you can, you, you can, you can have credit if, uh, if they continue and, and they win. I, I, I still got the Sixers. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I am going to take Atlanta. I think I'm going to go with Atlanta in seven. I don't know why I want to root against Doc Rivers, but this just feels like a, a series – that he should be able to figure out quickly. But maybe they keep stalling and trying to play their way because they're a one seed, and I think they're going to have to make adjustments. These, This Embiid thing, as well as the whole philosophy of they play like two different ways. They play one way with Embiid, and they play one way without him. I, I, the crossover in between, you you got to kind of pick your own lane, I think, right now. Of, we're either this style or that style, and with Embiid potentially not being 100%, I think you're almost wasting your time doing that, and... He doesn't really fit in with the fast Ben Simmons pace. I don't know. I just Atlanta seems like a sneaky 
Like, how far are these guys going to go? Like, what if what if more people just keep getting injured right now? Like, what if what if Durant is suddenly out in the next round, and it's Kyrie versus Trey, and Harden's still banged up? Well, not even uh, not not even Durant. I mean, I hope he hope he doesn't get hurt, but Harden Harden's already hurt. Yeah, that didn't really seem to make much of a difference, huh? Yeah, <laughs> so I, I was surprised Embiid came back where it's like torn meniscus, and they, it seemed like they were just downplaying it. And I think you and I both mentioned like that. That doesn't seem good. <laughs> Even if it's partially torn, I don't. Don't you kind of need that to work? If he plays, isn't going to be all the way torn? You can play through but, it. It's not going to feel great, and you are not going to be at your best. The other thing is, how is all right? The goal is to win the whole thing, right? This guy's going to win the whole thing on a torn meniscus. He, this guy that's always hurt, already so big, already injured, has a, a confirmed torn meniscus, is going to make it all the way to the game, uh, game seven of the NBA Finals. Like that just seems it, it seems unlikely, unlikely, but I thought it seemed unlikely that he was going to play again in the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't I don't I just I can't trust it. The, the signs are there. The second he gets hurt, are you going to be shocked? You're going to be like, oh man, yeah, really, no, it, really thought Philly same, was going to do it this year. The same way once uh once Davis got hurt, and then even when he tried to go back in the first quarter, he, he was rubbing his leg. It's like nope, nope, no way. So there was no surprise there. Well, I guess no surprise with the MVP this year. That was just announced earlier today. So if you're just listening to this, this is uh, some breaking news, I suppose, for the podcast. Uh, Nikola Jokic is our MVP. I have nothing really to add. I think that's the safe pick. I think that's how it should have been. You can make your arguments for other people, but I thought he was the best player this year for, for the season. 26 and a half points per game, 8.3 assists and uh, tying a career high with 10.8 rebounds per game. So averaging a, a double, double. And then as a center with eight assists over eight assists, that's uh that's impressive. He, uh, he played most of the season. I think other guys might've had bursts that were higher than maybe his highest burst, but all of them had stints where they were not playing and they, they, they were hurt. And it wasn't just a couple of games. It was always, it was a couple of weeks. And I'm normally more on the best player on the on the best team, but these these best teams, it's just it, it was more of a more of a collaboration uh, than anything else. So I think we kind of all saw this coming, and it'll be interesting to see what we think of this with with a little bit a little bit of time. So you know, say in five years, do we look at it and go, wait a minute? Bead was putting up these numbers and he didn't win. Like how how did how did Jokic get it? Or are we looking back and saying? Oh no! This was just the start, and now that we're thinking of him as a as an MVP, he was able to to even take it to another level. I I think he's going to stay at this level. I think he's passed the eyeball test for me. I've watched him be super clutch at the end of games, takeover games. I watched him have to learn to score this year, unlike any of the years in the past, having some really big, you know, forty point games when he, when they need him, and and not really being shy about it. Because I think last year especially, it was all right. The best thing about him is he gets everyone else involved, but. The best thing about him is that he could do that and score and and just do everything. I feel like you're almost limiting think, him when he's not scoring. I think one of his issues is just the the way that he looks and he plays on the West Coast in a in a smaller market. He just looks like a slow, doughy kind of goofy guy. And he 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 is athletic. He can do things, but he, he's not 
he's not doing it in the same way that uh, that Embiid does it. He's not as flashy with with the handles as Steph is, but he's he's as good a passer as anybody, and especially at the at the, at the center position, it, it's it's impressive, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy for him. I really love his poor man Dirk Nowitzki shot on the baseline where the shot clock's just suddenly running down and he does like this little one hop, tiny knee bend, like flick shot. It's wild how often that he does that. And I guess maybe Dirk was just doing it for longer and it's like that was his signature move and he really got like the knee all the way up. I feel like when Jokic does it, it I know it's not a mistake, but it's like with the clock winding down of just, Ugh, all right, well, you had to get some, oh, you made it. Oh, he's done that three times in a row. <laughs> okay, so this was a little more planned, and it just kind of happens to not look very polished, but it it is, and he's got it. He's got it down. If you were playing a video game and the character took that shot, you would have thought you hit the wrong button. <laughs> that's that's what it looks like. But the, he's very comfortable with it. I mean, he's shooting the ball just so much higher. I I think he's had some of the best passes of the year. You talked about that. That one to the corner in the end of the last series where. I think it was the end of the second overtime against Portland. And he just floats this pass over the whole defense so perfectly. I don't think anyone realizes just how how tough that is, especially how easy he makes a lot of the stuff look. I mean, we're still early, early on in, in the playoffs, but right now he's averaging uh, over, over 31 points and his percentages he's, he's over 50, 40, 90. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, right, right, right where you want to be, and still getting the the averaging a double double. So still, still being the guy out there. Hey, good, good for him from taking free throws and making free throws. Uh, let's let's talk about a couple teams who aren't having such good days right now that are actually at home fishing. Uh, maybe they're, uh, you know, working on that new contract for that uh, that fishing deal over <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> but talking about some percentages here, the one that just keeps standing out, and it just. It really shocks me. It I have I like double checked it. Have you have you kept track of Luka Doncic's sh- free throw shooting? Have you seen the numbers on this? He shot like fifty percent last series. Like maybe even I was worse. hearing something about how it was uh, it was terrible. And he shot a lot of free throws. It wasn't like yeah he he missed two of four, not that kind of fifty percent. Like ten for twenty, at a couple games. Oh yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He averaged yeah fifty, just under fifty three percent, and that was on seven attempts. That's that's not that's not good. And the amazing part to me is the shots that he makes from really far away with one, if not two, people on him that are taller than him or whatever other defensive strength advantages they could potentially have, and he makes those shots at a, at a, almost the same percentage. I almost feel like he should be doing step backs at the free throw line or, or shooting it off one foot. Yeah, is it is it legal for your own player to like try to bother you at the free throw line? Maybe maybe he needs a pump fake or something, but in in the free throw routine, just just something is not not working. I know some guys. Maybe will... it's just a maybe it's just a small sample size. He's not a great free throw shooter, which also I agree. It's like you're making all these other crazy shots, and then you get to the line where there's no one around. I, I get the mechanics are a little different but you would you would think they would go hand in hand. Curry I, and Dame make those crazy shots from three, and they are both deadly from the free throw line. I, I think it'll go underrated as almost an offensive addition to this team if he doesn't shoot, if he just shoots 70%. It's almost like they added another player. 
Like there's a bench score right there of just points you could have had back. Just yeah, just leaving points on the table. I, I don't know. It, it happens to players. Russell Westbrook was a was a decent free throw shooter, and then it it just went away. And it's a real uh real anchor on 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 his game. And so hopefully, hopefully Luca can can get it get it figured out. Of I would expect him to just not be one of the the, the worst free throw shooters on the, on the court, especially if you're going to be the leader of the team. Uh, I feel like you're the guy like on technicals of like, yo, I'm going to shoot it. But if you're not that good at shooting free throws, it's hard to say with confidence, like, Hey, I'm the one that takes these shots. Well, also we have this conversation with Dame and with Curry. And I assume with him as well, so many other guys of, all right, we're, uh, we're up three, you know, do we consider fouling? I, I think, the closer you get to 50% free throw shooting, the more it's like, Hey, yeah, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we, maybe we do that because you know what? He's making these threes. If anything, he might get four points out of this. Let's just lock this off at two. He might, he maybe goes one for two. We're still up two after that's yeah. I, with, Curry and, that, with Curry uh, and Dame, you can't do that though. That's they're, they're 90%. Yeah. Possibly more. Do you think that, Chris Depps Porzingis is on the Mavericks next at the start of next year. I don't, I don't think he'll be there, but I don't think they're going to get anything in this. I think it's going to take two steps. I think they're going to have to accept whatever they can get for Porzingis, which is not going to be much. It's not going to be a franchise altering guy, but the reality is, is even him on the team right now, he's not that. So you just got to get out of paying that and hope that whatever you get back is either something you could package into anything else or have some sort of short-term benefit of it. Or or I, I don't know. This team, A lot of these teams are in tough positions right now, and it's weird how everyone is so worried about the player movement that they do all these moves, all these things to make these people happy. And deep down, I feel like they know this isn't going to be enough, but maybe it'll just buy me more time of keeping this team and this organization happy long enough that something else comes up someone else develops some trade we just suddenly you know really get an advantage on but you're stuck right now there's not like an obvious move or a trade partner that's like yeah we'll take Porzingis and we'll give you this because but why are you why are you automatically looking to get rid of him I don't think he has better days ahead of him I also already I think it's just downhill from here I think this is the best you think the ACL how many years do you think he's been in the league? And he just doesn't move the same way. He's not very explosive. I think defensively, he's become a very big liability out there. And he really doesn't shoot the ball well enough for me to feel like he's worth having out there. I mean, I hate to say it. I think Kleba at times was a better shooter and a better defender. And that ain't really a sexy player to talk about in the NBA. You know, that's, I'm just saying this is a teammate on a team. That's not even that good that I'm picking over him. And he's making, he's making a lot of money. <laughs> like, like the Knicks are going to win the deal on this, the, the trade for him. The Knicks are going to have, I'd rather have what they got. I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. I don't know whether moves it, that can it, move though. The, the It's definitely not good because he's only 25. But you are correct that he's getting paid a lot of money, so. I don't know who, if there's a silly GM out there that's really willing to take the risk on him either. And what's the upside of him? A guy that probably gets worse at defense and wants to shoot a lot of threes. And also, bizarrely, he's, 
is not getting along with Luca or so, I, I heard a couple of weird things about that. I don't know. Yeah, he's got uh two more years, uh thirty one and thirty three million, and then a player option for thirty six. So if you trade, you're trading him to someone that knows they're gonna have to pay him for a while. But yeah, that's that's why I brought it up saying do you think he'll be on the team more of a personnel where he came out and said I don't like that I'm being looked at as the as the afterthought and not a co-star to to Luca is that uh Rick Car- Carlisle's fault is that Cuban's fault is it nobody's fault who who should be taking the the, the blame if he doesn't feel appreciated it's it's a little weird that a team that I think everybody in the world would argue needs help like this team could be better it's not like they checked every single box and like all right we can do this this and this we're not missing anything like there's plenty of things he could have done to get out there better he could have played better defense he could have shot more he could have taken better shots I feel like his shot selection is a little weird he's not really like we just talked about Jokic and how awesome he is to play with I don't get that feeling with him at all like do you feel like when you give him the ball that he's actually a playmaker do you think he can really off the dribble is I don't know how how this guy can get better and be more effective out there if he's really not that good at playmaking and he's not the best scorer off the top. Like he needs to be set up at a pick and pop guy. He just what do you just want more pick and pops for for with Luca? You just want him to so you can clank some more bad threes. I I don't. <laughs> I I just think this team clearly needs more, and he's acting like they're not allowing him to give more. Like there's so many other areas he could help in this. He could just be a better rebounder. Like this team needs that. I will we'll rec- like I, I think teams will recognize roles in that. I, I think he just ha- he feels like he has to be forty points and shooting really far threes and having the highlights and all that. That's that's not what this team needs. They have a guy that's actually really good at that. If you were a bad team, you wouldn't have a guy like that, and you would be doing it and wondering why aren't we good? Why aren't we winning? <laughs> like what what's our issue? So I, you're thinking it's he's got to be the one that steps up and says. Hey, if I want people to look at me as a co-star and not an afterthought, I'm the one that's got to step up. If if anything, this is going to force him to stay in Dallas because this is going to hurt his trade value even more. If you ask me, I would have bring in this guy who's making this much and not really d- coming through with it, and now we got a little bit of an attitude too. They're just uh, maybe they maybe wants to stay in Dallas. Maybe that was the plan the whole time. I'll just ride the coattails of Luca. I just gotta you know, try and ask for a little bit more so nobody can trade me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I look at a team like that, and I look at a team like Portland, there's no real obvious moves for them to make either unless they're really big moves. I think if you're Portland, you just need to find someone who can play center for more than 20 minutes and without getting in foul trouble, who maybe is a little bit better of a defender than Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Cantor. Like those seem like roles that maybe you can improve on. Maybe Porzingis is that role. I don't know. You think he's a better defender than those guys? I would sure hope so. I don't think any of them are that great at defenders. <laughs> I couldn't believe I mean, Melo guarding. I mean, he's kind of been known for the majority of Cantor's career. A great, great guy doing, uh, you know, fighting a whole country on on his own, but it can get played right off the court. Yeah, well, speaking of played off the court, I guess we can take a a short minute here to talk about Brooklyn and their dominance. 
I don't know how else to describe it. It felt mean. It made me hate these guys even more. It it it, it just felt man, it just felt straight up disrespectful. But you know what? We just say, stomped them. We, we say this all the time. Like like Kyrie just stopped on the the Celtics logo, whatever last series, right? We we could all be up in arms about it, but we know how to stop that. You know how to stop that? How do you stop that? Well, you gotta win. Okay. And you gotta you gotta play way better, especially they're missing one of their one of their starters, one of their best players. The the only it's like some silver lining that can help them is okay, they're down 2-0, but they played both games on the road. Now they're going back to their place. And luckily it is not an aggregate score. So just because they lost by basically 40 points. Just counts as one loss. You know what? Let's try to erase that. We're going home. There are going to be our home fans. Let's try to try to try to turn this around. But yeah, the the Nets uh, whew, just thought I thought this was going to be one of the more competitive series. But yesterday, that was not the case. I I don't I don't like this team. I'm worried that this season we're going to run back and be like, why did we ever think anyone else was going to win? And that's <laughs> not going to be a fun feeling of. of questioning this team that on paper and even right now feels and looks like a really really good championship team that just feels destined to run through the whole competition there's so many question marks that they have somehow answered they have a very very fluid offense which is bizarrely just not that stagnant as as I thought it would be I felt like the three most stagnant ball handlers you could have put together are now on the same team and it's the ball moves I've watched Mike James having games like it's Blake Griffin's jumping out of the gym. I, I, I don't even want to reference it anymore. I can't believe the amount of Blake talk of, yeah, he's so good. He's great. It's like, no, he's, of course he's good at this situation. It, it, it's not, he's, he's not it's that bad. For where yeah, he is yeah, he's not that career. bad of a player, but you know, you're, if you're building your franchise around him, like Detroit was trying to, yeah, he's, he's not that <laughs> he could do this. Yeah, that, That's not left in the tank. I, I don't really have a whole lot of hope of Milwaukee. This feels, this feels like we're we're in your head. We we've taken everything. We've we've robbed everything. We've even robbed your memories. You you can't even remember what it <laughs> used to be like to feel good anymore. We've we've taken all happiness out of your life, and and we're just ruthless with it. I I think all the time we question mental health on the, on all these players and all that. I was pretty impressed on how strong and how imposing Brooklyn has really made this series feel to a Brooklyn or to a Milwaukee team that I, I think they're pretty tough. I don't, I like, I felt like we were critical of the Celtics all year being weak. Well, we, we gave a little bit better of a fight than this, right? We're transitive property here. Well, maybe, maybe we're not that far off. <laughs> right, can you give Milwaukee uh, any hope? What's, what's the halftime speed? That's what I said. You're, you're, you're going back. It was a, it was a bad loss, but it just counts as one. And, you know, the whole, all the cliches, just one game at a time. Okay, they, they play in Milwaukee. You just focus on, on your fans being there. You hope maybe uh, or you, you got to win, really got to win too. And not really sure what's going to happen with, with Harden, but you, you got to win. You got to win at home. I think it's the first time all year Milwaukee was like, so that McDonough trade. Yeah, that, <laughs> I feel like, feel like we we're missing him a little bit now. The whole year, yeah, it's fine. It would have been great. He would have been a nice addition. You know, it would have been cool. But you know, whatever. It's, it's embarrassing that you did something like that. That's got to be a, like a little bit of a black eye on the on the franchise that you messed something up that poorly. Yeah, and 
what would be even funnier is if he advances another round in Atlanta and they all go home. <laughs> like in almost some way he made a better decision of going to Atlanta. <laughs> Maybe he's the uh he's he's the he's the glue. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll see if there's ever a thirty for thirty on that trade. I'll I'll wait. Hmm. I'll, I'll wait for the reunion or whatever the equivalent I feel like that's what the thirty for thirties are now. They're like T V show reunions. You think so? I think to some degree. It's like, yeah, let's let's talk about a bunch of stuff we already know. We'll 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 sprinkle in a couple things we didn't, but we'll basically just rerun everything in a fluid hour that we already know, but it's it's never been told like this. Or together Isn't like that this. Just- documentary documentaries in general you, uh, you make it sound like the the new 30 for 30s are are, are worse is, is that what you're is that what you're meaning to say no i i just think we're we weren't really released 30 for 30s i feel like are being dedicated to smaller and smaller subjects which is cool because it's a little bit more specific maybe just a little bit more smaller of a niche market uh you get to find out about really specific things and certain people get them. I don't know. I mean, we could talk about the friends reunion. You, you watched it. I watched it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the show. First of all, I like the show. You like the show. I like the show. Show's good. Got no problem with the show. I watch the show a lot. I will continue to watch the show a lot. I, I would love more show. Would you want more show? If there was more show. Or you're happy with whatever seasons think, it ended with? I think we've talked about this before. If it wasn't specifically for Friends, it's with other shows. Uh, maybe it was The Office that came up. Of, I I want more of it, but there has to be an adult that says you can't have any more. Like, no, no, I, I want more. I definitely do. Like, no, no, trust me, trust me, you don't. But I'm I'm a child and I can't I can't handle it by myself. So I I want it, but I know that it's not going to be good for me. All right, well, we lowered the cookie jar for you. It's no longer at the top. It's on the lower counter ah. now, all right? You can reach it. This is this is great because we gave you the Friends review. You got everything you wanted. Everyone's back. We have cameos of a whole bunch of people. We're on the original set. We're getting the reactions. It was cool. It's fine. I, I feel like we're always demanding for all these reunions and to get shows back together. And this is this just... This didn't fill anything for me. I wasn't asking for it. It was a missing void of the show. I, I don't know if I truly gained much out of it. It was cool. I, the only thing I, I I will say that the best way to summarize all of it, it felt like the people on the show were having more fun than I had fun watching it. <laughs> like, like they are all truly, really that close of friends. I just wish I was friends with them, and I think that would have been even more fun. But I'm, I'm not. I'm on the show. I'm on the outside here, and all... All this felt like it should have been for us, and it was more for them. And maybe it never should have been for us. I, I just confused on why we want reunions so much and what they're really supposed to be. Like this is this made a whole bunch of people happy. Like that we're good with that. If that's the case, and it's fine. Like, do you want more reunions? Uh, pitch me one. Did they do an office reunion? No. Would you want one? Would you want would you want this friends thing that they just did for the office? So give it what five more years, ten more years? I would. I'm I'm wondering it, it, I feel like it would be more difficult where with friends it's the, the six characters or with the office there's there there there's more characters, so not sure exactly how you'd how you'd pull that off. I think there could have been it it could have been done a little differently. Uh I, I liked how it was 
different sections and it bounced back and forth. I think if it had just been uh, that interview setting and then they went to clips, I, I don't think I would have would have liked that so much. But the way they did that whole walking in to their going back on the set and you can kind of see the, the angle that you don't see when it's on TV of you're on a soundstage. I mean, you know that, but you you never see it just to be like, oh, okay, this, this is what, this is what they've been seeing. Uh, I thought it was interesting. They were doing the, the final scene and immediately afterwards, a bunch of the behind the scenes folks are going in, giving them hugs and everything. And it's just so funny that we never saw that, but those people were there just as often as the characters we saw. And so I just, being interested in TV, I just I thought that was interesting. It's stuff that you you know, but you don't think about. Yeah, I I don't know if I would have just wanted. What about one... uh, what about if there was a, a Seinfeld reunion? Would you watch that? I would, but I I know it'll never happen, and part of me doesn't ever want it to happen because I'm happy with what it is. Nothing. This isn't. Ad- what, what makes you think it'll never happen? If this uh, Friends one is real popular. Why would they not do this for for other shows? I I don't think. I mean, anybody involved with this? This was fun for them. Like their lives benefited from this reunion. I don't know why they would want to do it. Like why do why would they? They're like it's just supposed to be for us, right? Like what's motivating Meaning the actors? The the directors. The, like, the why do they the, want behind to do the that? scenes? The, the 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 producers and such, or why the 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 actors? Why the really, the, the main? Really, everybody. What like, what do they get about it out of this? I'm assuming I'm assuming they got money. They didn't do this for free, and it was a big promotion for HBO Max, which seems yep. like that that's this was supposed to be the big thing to draw you in on this. It's it's an hour and forty five minutes. You go ahead, subscribe to it. You can watch it once and then never watch it again. <laughs> you know, it's a, but, but I think as a as the streaming services as they get more and more granular, you have to have something that gets you in. And like that's what they're looking for. Just how can how can how can we how can we get you in? I think something like this could could get you in. I can't imagine anything making Seinfeld better than what it already is. This didn't make Friends any better. I don't think it made it worse. But if it's not going to make anything better and not really help anything out, what's it's it's just aimless entertainment. Well, it's a comedy. It's kind of right from the beginning. It's aimless entertainment. Then, then why did we need more of it? Is is really what I'm saying? They did a they did a better job at the aimless entertainment years ago. End the show. That's what it is. It's over. And I always have such a problem with every finale. <laughs> I, I mean, I look at a show like Dexter right now that is being that is coming back, and I'm like, thank God it's coming back because there's no way they could end it that way. I, I did like when they talked to uh, some of the, the the creators and asking, you know, have you ever thought about doing a uh, you know, a comeback, whether it's an episode or a season after after the fact and saying we ended it the way we wanted to. And if we were to come back, that would undo that ending. And then you have to tie it back up again. And I, I, I could that, that, uh, for a reason that just that just really made sense to me on you did it a certain way and you felt good about it, why would you go and like be pulling on those strings unless there was like a, a real story to tell? All right, would you rather this or an Entourage movie? Like another one? Well, I'd like to think of the Entourage movie as essentially a reunion. 
I, I think it follows all the same recipes of what they were trying to accomplish out of this. It's let's get the team back together. We'll, we'll reshoot a couple stuff, maybe recap a couple old things and then follow the same formula for, for like a movie segment. Uh, I think the movie you'd rather the movie. Yeah. So would you have rather than the friends movie instead? I just don't know if they would have been able to pull it off. I don't know if they would pull it off either. Well, your best hope is. Can, can you think of a, it, so many seasons of a, a show and then a movie where, like, the movie, it's been like, oh, yep, definitely. It's just, it's always more of a, okay, this is just a, a mega episode. Yeah. There's something about the old set. I, there, there's, there's a nostalgic part of it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That, I, I, I don't know exactly who the person is, but clearly that all had to be documented. And just to be able to put that all back together, that, that is just amazing to me. Just imagine like the room you're sitting in right now, documenting all of it, like, and you take everything out. And then years later, you have to go find all that stuff. And I'm sure a bunch of it was in a warehouse, but they were mentioned when they walked in about like, yeah, I stole this, I stole this. And those are the famous people. Imagine like the smaller people that were like pocketed on the way. And then when you look at it, it the, the the angles of everything. I mean, you have to rebuild it. Like it's not. I guess it's even a little more than just the stuff in your room. It'd be building that room again. That was just that, that's that's impressive to me. All right, so this is the Friends reunion. I don't I don't remember the exact time frame of when Friends went off the air and then they did this, but I'd say that is probably the what, the new standard of when you can get this. Or do you think this opens the floodgates for reunions? Like we just start cranking these out. These these. All these services just start saying, all right, rather than pre-producing a show or putting out a really expensive movie that isn't really going to be that good, we're going to have a, a guest host and we'll rebuild the sets and we'll, like, you could easily repeat this, I think, with other, other shows. I don't think it really adds anything, but if they think, if they think they can make money on it, <laughs> I think it's worth looking into. It, uh, it's been off the air for, for 17 years. I think if it were going to happen, it would happen sooner. Both, like you said, of like, let's let's capitalize on this. But also, I think as we get farther along, with more streaming services, we're getting a ton more content. I mean, they, they threw out the numbers that Friends had, and th those numbers just don't exist anymore. So I don't think there's... I, actually, I know there's not nearly as many shows that everyone has seen. It's like, everyone has seen Friends. Where now, if you think of you know, just a, a comedy off the top of your head. It's like, there's a much smaller section of people that have, that have seen it. And everyone kind of has a little more of their nook of, Oh, well, I like, I like Dave. And I like, uh, I mean, Archer has been on for like a little while, but you got like you, 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 different pockets. So I think if you were to do this with a show, if it ended today, 17 years from now, it would be much more, it would be harder to do. Cause it's not like millions and millions of people are going to watch this. It's, are are there, are we going to get enough people to watch this to make it worthwhile? I wonder what the next show is going to be where they sign a contract that says, yeah, and you're signed up for the reunion. We don't know what it's going to be, but you're signed up for the reunion. Like you're contractually. Just right you're right just, from the pilot? Yeah, we're just, it's not from, That's it's from here to the end to that. Like you're not even done until after that. I don't think you can do that because it would be great, but you don't know if it's going to be successful. Yeah, how many seasons do you need to even qualify for a reunion? 
Like for season five, we slip it in there. We we have the conversation. It's, it almost seems like uh, if if it was an athlete to have it be like signed into your contract, like that you were going to speak at the Hall of Fame induction. It's like, well, let's see if I can even make the team before we're talking about Hall of Fame. You got your uh, jersey retirement day saved. Yeah, if you're good, this yeah, is your day. Exactly. Like if, if you're, you're, you're putting the the if, horse before the cart here. But but only if you're good. Like just just keep this day open and uh, you know keep practicing. You know, it's one day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where all these reunions are going. I, I don't know what I wanted it to be either, though. I would have been disappointed if it was a bad movie or a knockoff episode that just, just, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine what it was. I don't know what I wanted it else to be. I thought the hands thing was funny. They, they do the, the hand gimmick in there. Find the hand mm-hmm. man or whatever. His hand twin. The hand twin. Hand twin. Cast look good. I, I don't feel like they age that badly. They're, they're the older. That's just kind of how time works. So that was not un- unexpected for me. It's like, well, yeah, this ended 17 years ago and had 10 seasons. So it even started, you know, 10 years before that. And just, yeah, they were young and now they're not young anymore. Just that, that's time. Well, I wonder what the next one will be. I wonder, I mean, do we just start doing reunions for everything? Like, just. Well, clearly not, because you hate it. So if there are more people in your camp, they're not going to do this anymore. I guess there's some shows that I just want to put away forever. It's, I don't need to add to the collection of it, right? I watched it all. I was a fan. I'll still be a fan. We don't need to add to the collection. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> there you go. You don't, you're not forced to watch it. Yeah. I felt forced. Felt like I had to. Felt like the people needed to. I wonder how many. Uh, I wonder how effective it was for HBO Max, because from my understanding, that has been struggle city uh, in terms of what they anticipated it being. I, I haven't really, really heard much about that. Yeah. Well, tune in next week. Maybe we'll have an update on that. We we'll talk about the inevitable Seinfeld reunion. Maybe we could script it for mm. them. Maybe we should start writing it right now. Like what, what? What other? I don't know if I want to try to take Larry David's spot. That seems that seems like big shoes to try to fill. <laughs> uh, I, they did the curb thing. That was almost like a kind of reunion, no? True. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Like that's that was fine. That made sense. It was very small, very minimal. It doesn't need to be anything much more than that. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, we have much more to talk about. Hopefully, these NBA games get a little bit tighter right hoping for some close games in a week here uh, some more game sevens yeah definitely yeah don't put those in the afternoon either yeah. no <laughs> put them in prime time we'll be back Column A, little column B.